This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It's Air Pop popcorn, tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup, a notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no. She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner. Doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome, this is Reconsidering WCW Nitro, I'm Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else, it's Matthew Kayfabe. I'm very excited to be here today because three weeks into the NWO storyline, I think we're reaching very close to the the zenith and how, of how good it's going to get, which is uh, we, get, we get Kevin Nash appearing. I don't know about the zenith yet, I mean we've still got the third man at Bash of the Beach and a spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't say who the third man was. It could be Jeff Jarrett. Could be Orson Welles. Uh, it could be Orson Welles. Yeah, exactly right. Could be Ricky Ponting. He's usually the third man in. Uh, so, you know, could be. <laughs> anyway, I know what you're saying. It's Kevin Nash. It's Kevin Nash time. And uh, in this particular episode, he couldn't have shown up quickly enough although i will say i feel like this is another episode same as last week where i was enjoying the majority of it you know i mean in a way where it's like oh this is fine Mm. and then the end was boring me and then there was still a little bit of extra time like i thought you know what i mean i was like oh it's over and then i was like oh no, there's still, and then Scott Hall appeared, mm. and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" The outside. Well, do you do you want to quickly hear about what's going on outside of the ring? Yes. Uh, what's uh in in what's Uncle Dave got for us in the week of June 10, 1996, or the week before June 10, 1996, uh, Brian Pillman, who uh, listeners and watchers of WCW may remember as being engaged in a uh, a meta storyline that you and I sort of disagreed on where I was sort of interested in it and you were sort of bored by it. Uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. he called out Kel- Kevin S- Calvin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan as the 
<laughs> Calvin something. Yeah. I was going to make a joke that Calvin was uh, Kevin's uh, younger brother, and then I remembered that Dave Sullivan is uh, Kevin Sullivan's kayfabe wrestling disabled <laughs> younger brother. Anyway, oh, God. Uh, you know, they called him out as the booker, and you know, did the, ran this sort of thing. They decided they were going to work the boys, so they, you know. Let Pillman off his contract. He went to ECW. Uh, he's now had a car accident that was that he's just survived and uh, signed a three year deal with the WWF. Though, so that's uh, probably probably not exactly what Eric was hoping for out of that. Um, no. Now I'm going to I'm going to read you a paragraph. This is not about Brian Pillman. There's there's uh, Dave's written like seven thousand words about Brian Pillman that. Uh, if anyone wants to pay $14 a month to read, feel free. Uh, Remember, big breath in before you start because there'll be no punctuation. <gasps> I think they're going to keep the identity of the third member of the Nation Hall team a secret until the 7-7 show. So that's uh, less than a month from uh, from now, right, just, uh, just uh, so people know. Uh There are things that lead me to believe it may not be Lex Luger after all, which is a mistake. Rumours are flying it'll be Jeff Jarrett since Vince McMahon on the WWF hotline brought up Jarrett's name with Diesel and Ramon is expecting him to join WCW. Jarrett gave notice to Titan, blah, 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 blah. However, his WWF contract doesn't expire until the fall, so it probably won't be him. Thanks for you know, letting us know that it could be him, but it probably won't be because he'll be under contract to a different wrestling organization. Uh, just Brilliant. to just to point out, um, Dave said seven seven would be when uh, when we find out who the third man is. Dave is correct. Uh, the nineteen ninety six Bash at the Beach is seventh of the seventh. Um, okay, of course, it's probably not going to be Lex Luger, which. Uh, I think we can say with hindsight, not a mistake. Um, and no. Just- <laughs> Are you going to save Lex up for that Wolfpack, baby? <laughs> uh, look, this isn't. This is. This may not uh, excite anyone but you. But according to Meltzer, WCW has expressed interest in Scott Levy, who's also known as Johnny Polo, Scotty the Body, uh, or some guy called Raven. Uh, Raven. Raven. Yeah. He's a bird. He's a pigeon. Um, to join forces with Dallas Page. Apparently, that was the reason Page went to an ECW show last week, was to talk to Levy about coming to WCW. So that's interesting. We might be hurtling towards Raven's flock. He's not going to be teamed with DDP, at least not, I don't believe so, but that's exciting. No. No, no, I, I, I don't. No, I don't think they did stuff together. How interesting is that? Is that, like, DDP... Is going and speaking mm. on behalf of WCW. Well, I guess, you know, like, I guess, why, like, surely it would be that's weird. Like, you don't have Trent Cotchin going and signing players to Richmond Football Club, or but I mean, you do have players, uh, particularly in the NBA, like, you, you send players to go talk to other players about why it's so great to. To play in this team in this location, yeah, what their more philosophy of, it's is more of an American thing. Also, you got to remember that DDP's Bischoff's. It's best interesting friend. that WCW had. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I had sort of forgotten about that, and also like, um, I mean, 
I'm getting all this information from the resurrection of Jake the Snake, mm. which I watched last week, but DDP definitely seems like uh, a very, um, I mean, yeah, like intelligent. Uh, he, he seems very straight. He's got his head screwed on right, knows exactly what he wants, all that kind of thing. Mm. And he would have been, I mean, he's in his mid-30s, now, right? Like in, with yeah, WCW, well, is he like 33, 34? Well, he was 32 when he started wrestling, so he must be 35, 36. It's yeah. crazy so, how fucking old yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. he, he's a weird-looking dude these days mm. as well, man. That plastic surgery that he got for wrestling. I mean, you talk about people doing things for wrestling that is just he unbelievable. No one ever talks about... <sighs> DDP's plastic surgery that he got for wrestling, like for a storyline in wrestling. Did he really? I mean, that's what he says. Isn't that the storyline that he got? Um, that he got a whole bunch of plastic surgery because that character initially in WWF was meant to be like this Hollywood guy. Isn't that? Oh god. The story well, the, I mean, he, he he initially in WWF was a stalker who was stalking uh, the Undertaker's wife which was a storyline that launched yeah, just after yeah, the, the Invasion that's pay-per-view, true. which was just wonderful. Thank you for that, WWF. Um, but then he became <laughs> the, hot, yeah, an- the the motivational speaker. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm pretty sure he, I don't know whether this is just a, a you know, a quippy one-liner that I've turned into, you know, uh, history, but I'm sure that he got plastic surgery because of that character he's or he's said that before we're uh we're putting that into wrestle wolf uh law that's that's a fact but uh, i would say that because his skin is so pale and freckly he does sort of look like a burns victim like it looks like his face has been reconstructed sorry yeah it really does uh yeah i've just had a quick look here 10 ways that wrestler this is uh from what culture Ten, ten ways wrestlers change their appearance through surgery. Facelift. Uh, a facelift is an operation to... T- yeah, we, we know. <laughs> um. There's one person, there's one listener right now that's like, no, Damien, no. What is a facelift, damn it? Something 45-year-old Diamond Dallas Page chose to have on top of having his teeth done to commit to the motivational, over-the-top positive speaker gimmick he came up with whilst injured. Yeah, that was probably a mistake, DDP. Holy shit. Like, I mean, that's unbelievable. I heard a story about this, uh, like that, with Jim Carrey. So, you know, in Dumb and Dumber, mm. uh, where, you know, his character Lloyd Christmas, I think it is, has got the tooth missing, like mm. half his front tooth missing. The character was always meant to have that. And they were, the dental implantist was just going to give him, like, a this sort of black. Uh, sort of sock that he would just put over his tooth and it would look like. And Jim Carrey insisted that they chisel away half his tooth for the film and then put an implant in after he was done filming. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of commitment that you need for B-grade 90s comedy. B-grade? I heard that. How uh, very dare you. Adam Sandler and Kathy Bates really ate alligators for... uh, for uh, the filming of the Water Boy and snakes, did they really? I'd assume not. 
No, it's a absolutely lie. not. Adam Sandler's not. Adam Sandler may be the laziest performer <laughs> to ever be as successful as he has been. But imagine being the producers of Dumb and Dumber and be like, Carrie wants to actually file his tooth down. Be like, no, we'll hire Adam Sandler. He's not going to make like weird demands like this. <laughs> um, should we get into the episode? We can do that quickly run through it uh this episode was filmed live on june the 10th from uh, the wheeling civic center in wheeling uh west in um virginia uh i think i might have left some notes out there i've been very sick guys so if things are coming across a bit weird (laughs) and stuff it's because uh i've been dealing with this weird uh stomach uh ailment for the last two weeks uh tony larry introducing the show larry uh oh we'll um I'll just let you know what they've come as. Larry's come as uh, Anthony from The Wiggles at a funeral and uh, Tony's come as Tom Cruise from Rain Man. Uh, And then they tell us all about The Outsider last week. Um, Then we get Booker T versus Scott Steiner, which I was like, well, this is pretty cool. Uh, Tony says says, uh, if you're just sitting down to watch Nitro, call your friends. (laughs) Tell them to watch Nitro. It's a real, and I just imagine, I just imagined getting that phone call from <laughs> you. Like you're at home, it's 1996. Bring, 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 bring. 8:30 at night. Hello, yeah. Hey, man, it's me. Hey, what's going on? Are you watching Nitro? No. Well, you've got it. Tony Schiavone just told me to give you a call. <laughs> watch two hours of the most action-backed wrestling going around. I think I'm just going to watch the last 30 seconds where the show gets good. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, the guy hangs up and his wife's like, who was that? It's like, oh, it's Tony's calling <laughs> me again to tell me to watch Nitro. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a real insight into, into 1996, though, because now to be like, you know, tweet about it using the hashtag, hashtag watch Nitro, hashtag uh, action-packed wrestling action. Um, I feel like we've dropped off that a little bit, though. Thank Christ. Remember, like, even on footy and cricket telecasts, they would be like, join the conversation. And then you'd go into that hashtag and it was just like a the seventh circle of hell. Yeah, I suspect yeah. that I suspect that the personal lives of wrestlers being uh, dragged on Twitter and uh, exposed might have might have soured Twitter for some of the companies just a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a very nice place to be the majority of the time. Uh, Larry's um, Larry's Abisco talking about <laughs> Macho Man's leadership abilities <laughs> was fucking perfect. He's fantastic, isn't he? <laughs> Larry's so good, man. There is a moment later on in the episode where I was like, oh, um, but that does tend to happen from time to time with these special comments commentators yes. from the 80s and 90s where it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner gets the win here. Uh, then we get. Um, this is just to point it. Just to this is the best match on the show. Six minutes of Booker T. Scott Steiner is the best match yeah. on the show. Yeah, and it gives us a real indication of why these two will become big stars in the company, right? Big single stars, like they can they can go, and they're interesting to watch. And um, yeah, just can't wait for Scott Steiner to get a haircut. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm saying that uh, right now when I've got, like, the worst hair I've ever had in my life. Uh, Deborah McMichael 
cuts a promo with Mean Gene, and uh, this is bad. This is a bad promo. Oh, this is a bad promo. You can tell why <laughs> Deborah never really... became, you know, never hit that sort of height of your, you know, it's not like Sable was ever a great Sable, promo, yeah. but she was a lot better than this or, you know, uh, basically every other valet. I think this, like, you know, your Tory Wilsons, your Stacey Keeblers, this was a very, very, very bad promo. Yeah. I mean, it's her first one, so... Maybe we're being a little harsh, but she's missing cues. She's super nervous. Um, and it doesn't help when Mean Jean's being such a skeevy, gross. I can't think of the I can't think of the words without swearing. <laughs> but uh, he's any any uh, interview he does at the moment where a woman is involved, he is disgusting. He's lecherous. He is repugnant. And I think it's it's worth saying, uh, it's it's worth saying at this point as well. Just uh, to 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 fans and pe- people that are listening, you know, I hope I hope that people will listen to this, uh, you know, in decades, and you know, this will be irrelevant to you. But uh, Steve Mongo McMichael's just been. Uh, it, it's come out that he's got ALS and he's paralysed from the neck down, and it's, you know, really really shit. But you can donate to his family via. Uh, some some oh, no. thing. So, like, just Google it. Because, um, oh. you know, despite the fact that we like making fun of Mongo, you know, he obviously uh, did a lot. And, you know, our, our shows will be a lot less funny without Steve Mongo McMichael doing weird homoerotic stuff with his football friends. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. Oh, no. Now I feel like I can't ever tease him ever again. That's like half our show. That's. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's not the worst fate that some people on this show that we're going to be teasing at certain points are gonna gonna face. Oh man, there's a photo of him here for, from 2019 where he actually looks pretty good. Um, oh, that's really that's really sad. Uh, yeah. If you yeah yeah. If you Google him, uh, you'll be able to find where you can donate to him. I'm having a little bit of difficulty trying to find it here. Um, but, yeah, obviously all our best to to Mongo. Um, but, anyway, Mean Gene is a skeevy, disgusting piece of shit, yep. <laughs> these promos. Uh, for the second week in a row, WCW turns down Kevin Sullivan's promo. <laughs> I don't know whether this is... <laughs> I don't know whether this is a bit or not. I mean, it's just, it makes me laugh so hard every time, man. I don't know if anyone else is noticing it. I think because everyone else tunes out when Sullivan's talking. But the, the thing that's hilarious about it is that they're video packages. So they've just, they're just like, I reckon it's worth it's worth referencing the fact that there's about three or four video packages on this episode that are like some of them are straight up music video packages like these are straight off ECW. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Conan cuts a promo about uh, defending the um, US title at uh, the Great American Bash, which is coming up this Sunday. Mm. And um and then Larry just launches into a MAGA speech before MAGA was even a thing about the US title, about how only US citizens should be allowed to compete or hold the US title. Mm. Larry, uh, the other the other six days a week works at it, like, you know, 
work, works in border control or something. <laughs> He's building the wall this brick like by phone, brick. Yeah, phone banking for whoever the Republican, far-right Republican candidates were at the time. Right. Um, it was George Bush, wasn't it? No, no, we're past George. I was, for some reason, I went back to 1992. Anyway, let's George not- George Bush wouldn't be far right, would they? I was thinking George Bush Sr. Um, Maybe for the time. Anyway. Um, uh, next up, we've got Sting versus Meng. The only reason I bring this up, this match is so forgettable, mm. but wh- how is Sting not- the heavyweight champion. This is the one thing about WCW at the moment, like just looking at it, like looking back at it like we do. Every time this man walks out, and we and we kind of have fun with him and his look and all that kind of thing, but the one thing that is undeniable is how much the crowd pops every time he walks out. Mm. He is the biggest star. He's bigger than Hogan. He's bigger than Macho Man. He's bigger than Ric Flair. Every time he walks out, everyone in that audience adores him. And he's, like, languishing in this weird tag team, you know, hellhole of a story with Lex. And Lex is the one who seems to be getting pushed it's out of the two of them. Bizarre. It It's weird, right? Like, it just seems like such a no-brainer that you would, if you're not putting the title on Sting, you're at least having him go after the giant. You would think so. I think, obviously, uh, you know, Things are about to start. That they might be mentally in the place where things are going to start uh, circling around one particular thing. If if uh, the power of the the click or NWO were to be believed, it's, it's the National Hall basically booked their own storylines with Bischoff, right? So they must have thought the same thing. They must have come into WCW and be like, "Why is that guy, meaning Sting?" Hmm. Not involved well, in all the top storylines. I mean, well, like, famously, uh, famously, Scott Hall apparently was the person who invented the Crow Sting character. Scott Hall did, yeah, yeah, right. So they obviously, you're you're absolutely right. They obviously saw him and were like. Uh, this guy is very clearly the most over baby face you have. He's money. He's just pure money being left on the table, languishing in this tag team storyline with Lex that we've hated for how long have we been doing this podcast for? Ten months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and no one's noticed like, hey, you know when Sting comes out, people really like him. Should we Should we do something with that? Or They'll get there. Bizarre, right? It is bizarre. They'll get there. Uh, next up, we had this really weird segment where Deborah Mc, uh, McMichael's backstage because she wanted to speak to Rick, um, Rick and Arn to try and get them to not wrestle Mongo and and Green mm. because she was worried that they were going to hurt Rick and Arn. Yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> and then we kind of got like the this is sort of a bit attitude era ish, mm. uh, where like she goes into their dressing room and then there's quite violent screams and stuff and then she gets chased out uh, and then Rick and Arn are meant to be uh, wrestling. I can't even remember. Lex and Sting. Oh, did I write it down? No. Uh, Joe Gomez and oh. Renegade. Oh. That's who they were That's... meant to be wrestling. Nah. They just happened to be there at the time, like walking past, and then Rick and Arn beat the crap out of them. And then Sting and Lex step into the breach to wrestle them later on in the That makes the a, a lot more in, sense in to me, like a lot more sense. 
uh, I, I've got to be honest. This, um, if if I was a woman, I would not be going into the dressing room of the Four Horsemen. Uh, that just seems like a bad decision. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're trying to find one of Liz's spew buckets. <laughs> Because you've done an interview with Mean Jane. <laughs> you, you need the most powerful weapon in WCW, Liz's shoe. Mm, that's true. That is the most dangerous weapon in WCW. Uh, Big Bubba cuts a promo where he has to say, John Tenter, you say you aren't a fish anymore, well, I have your hair. Imagine. This <laughs> imagine promo was the so beats. bad. Imagine they're the beats you got to hit, right? You get in there and it's like, remember, John Tenter isn't a fish anymore. <laughs> and remember, you cut his hair, so you've got to taunt him. And he's holding up Tenter's <laughs> hair and cutting it with a pair of scissors menacingly. <laughs> I mean, no wonder Big Bubba didn't get over in WCW with this kind of rubbish, man. Yep. I don't think there's much more to say about that one. <laughs> I just had to bring it up. It was too good to not bring up in the show, man. Uh, Scott Norton says the giant is a bully. Finally, the truth from Scott Norton. Uh, and then Eric goes through a list of the best wrestlers the giant has uh, chokeslammed. Sting, Hogan, Macho Man, Lex, Ric Flair, Scott Norton, Ice Train, and then Repo Man, Zodiac, <laughs> QT Marshall, Mojo Rawls. <laughs> Uh, the Giant wins this match in about a minute. Uh, Luger comes out to save Norton for some bizarre reason. Is Lex Luger bipolar? Like, is his character bipolar? Is it, It's the only way to, do, to justify his actions on this show. It, I, I, I do not. I genuinely do not understand Lex Luger's motivations for anything he does. No, right? It, it's so confusing. He's such a confusing character. Um. Uh, he kicks the giant in the balls. So he does a heroic thing and then he kicks the giant in the balls. So even in this promo, <laughs> he's done two completely opposite things. Uh, then he runs off when the Dungeon of Doom arrives. So then the Dungeon <laughs> of Doom look like the faces. Uh, Lex then gets on the comm desk and uh, gives away his game plan for the pay-per-view, which is like, oh, you can feel pain, the giant, so I'm going to use weapons, basically, to <laughs> kill you. On your balls. Um as you mentioned before, Billy Kidman had a match with Stephen Regal. Uh, Billy Kidman's fourteen years old, right? I uh, I actually uh, just just to let people into the because I imagine there might be some confusion um, to let people into our recording process. We we did ten minutes of this show and then had to to re- restart. And I mentioned the Billy Kidman thing. Oh, on you the did say that was on the other. That's okay. I think it's it's okay to let people behind the curtain. To, but this is our curtain call right now. Um, Mm-hmm. This is, you know, you're going to get the business. You're going to get suspended for a while. You're going to you're going to lose in a King of the Ring tournament, and uh, I'll, I'll continue being the heavyweight champion, um, or something like that. Uh, there will be no I'll get punished by Vince for years. There'll be no comeuppance for me. Uh, but you'll marry you'll marry Vince's daughter at some point. Anyway, then we're getting we're getting we're falling down a rabbit hole. Um, Billy Kidman wrestles William Regal for one minute. I nearly like I nearly exploded when I saw Billy Kidman come out. I was so excited that this apparently is his second match in WCW. He'd also wrestled uh, on Saturday night, and they said, "Oh, this is his return match." 
Uh, and I was like, holy shit, this is like one of my favorite. Like when I was a kid, like, you know, Scott Hall, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio were my three favorite people on uh, Nitro. This is amazing. That's a very weird but good top three. Well, you can sort of see Ray and Billy being a kid's favorite. And then for some reason, obviously, I was like, I like the alcoholic hairy He's man. He's cool. Yeah, um, but he wasn't an alcoholic. He was on w- <laughs> on TV. Later on a bit, yeah. Not at this stage he is. I mean, he's just the cool, he's the bad guy. Wait till we get to, wait till we get to my favourite match of all time, which you are going to, it is like forever going to ruin our partnership when I, when I tell you what that is. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. <laughs> it is, uh, it is a famously despised match. But anyway, uh I was so excited to see Billy Kidman. Um, it's so exciting that he's becoming a thing. I hope that Raven gets here really soon so Billy Kidman can become Billy Kidman. Yeah. Uh, well, he loses this match and then Sting comes out and basically just punches uh, Regal <laughs> in the face to remind everyone that they're having a match. Uh, which belt is it for? I can't remember. I don't know why having, Sting and Lex Luger are just, like, appearing and hitting people. I don't think it is. No, neither of them have a belt. Or, no, no, neither of them have a belt. Uh, Sting's got yeah, the tag Yeah, uh, that's right, because Regal wants uh, – re- he, yeah, Regal's basically saying he could be the face of the company. Mm. I think the portly again, Englishman could. What, <laughs> I mean, hey, look, Regal's great, man, mm. but this is you know, such a – such a nothing storyline for both of them, mm. you know? Like, it just, it's not going anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. Like, it's bizarre. I, I, the only thing it could do is cement Sting as the face of the company if he wins this match, but then he's not in any title pictures. So it, it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, there's a hardcore match between the Nasty Boys and the Public Enemy. Ugh, um, this goes for so long. It does. One of the, I think it's Johnny uh, Grunge has a broken arm as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. why Did are you? they putting them for 12 minutes on TV with a broken limb? Well, I think this started because uh, Public Enemy said that uh, Andy Warhol was the greatest influence on modern, modern art in America. Mm. And the Nasty Boys were, were very upset and counted that it was Jackson Pollock. And so they're just, they've just. Well, and you can tell I mean, you can see by their shirts, you know who who their favorite artists are. I mean, I and, would argue um, that it's actually a classification problem. Like, really, like to say that someone's the great, like you, you're talking about like something that began in the mid 1800s. So, like, how can you say that either Andy Warhol or Jackson Pollock were? And hey, this is just this was their disagreement. You uh, know what I mean? Well, that's what, also, that's why there's so much hatred between the two. Of as them. I always say to the Nasty Boys. Jackson Pollock was not a modernist painter. He was an abstract expressionist. So, like, mm. you know, grow up, nasty boys, you fucking they won't listen to you, pricks. Though. You look they, like they, Jim they... Carrey in <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> uh, let's quickly go through the rest of this. We get a poochie clip. Uh, so, don't worry, the Hulkster's coming back eventually. Uh, then the footy boys have a little promo. I like uh, that you haven't let in. let your knowledge of history uh, bother you at all and you're still just like, oh, Hulk Hogan, oh, he's coming back. This sucks. You know how he's coming back. You know it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, but it's still 1995. 
That's true. 94, 95 Hulk Hogan that's just... I'm going to put this on the record. It's the worst Hulk Hogan. Uh, I'm going to say that there is a later period, probably from about, I don't know, was it 2010 or no, 2014, 15, when he became uh, the racist sex tape man. That's my least favourite Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Imagine that's his gimmick, (laughs) the racist sex tape man. Uh, (laughs) Next up, we've got Rick and Arn versus Sting and Lex. This should be an amazing match. It's not. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, but it should be better than it is because, it, it like, these matches never mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, no one ever wins clean. It's always, like, disruptions and bullshit and I, I just, like, Scott Steiner came out in this match for some bizarre reason. Yeah, that was very, mm-hmm. very strange. But I, I would I would just say, like, you're talking about this is Arn, you know, who's less, I think, less than a year from retiring due to injury. Rick, who's still very good in the ring when sort of, you know, given the right situation. Sting, who's good in the ring, and Lex, who's terrible. Um, but can't you just give, like, not you, but can't WCW just give me a straight match and then have the Gaga happen? Why does yeah. every why does every main event have to be stopped by a run-in? Like, a run-in can happen after a three-count. I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it? In fact, for me, it would be preferable if that happened. That's why I can always kind of handle it when AEW do it because it tends to be after the three count. I do hate the, I do hate the like, you know, big uh, run in, you know, uh, AEW do it and it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the AEW the way they do it. Though. Yeah, like, it really feels like uh, TK had didn't have anything else. They seem to have <laughs> moved I mean? on from or- it a bit now though. Yeah, it doesn't happen as often. But at least it would always happen after the three count because you're telling that story in the ring. Finish that story and then mm. put the icing on the cake. Anyway, um, uh, Liz um, had her spew buckets reinforced during the week because the amount of uh, puke that's coming out of her mouth every time Rick uh, touches her. Um, yeah, and then I've written in my notices. There's another tag match that falls apart after interference from the Giant. Scott Steiner comes out for some bizarre reason to help out. Then Bobby has a meltdown um, and goes down <sighs> to the ring. Um, uh, oh, no, sorry, on commentary he has a meltdown um, and runs off. And uh, here it is, finally. Kevin Nash appears, and and it, it's as good as I remember. Um, some lines so that Kevin says here. Couldn't you find a paleontologist to clear some of the fossils around here to wrestle us? Uh, couldn't you couldn't you get some of these guys off dialysis so they could wrestle? Um, it's interesting that they're painting the guys as w, from WWF as like the cool young. I mean, it's sort of it sort of fits in with the, what WWF had been doing previously. Because they had started running those like Nacho Man and yeah, um, it is it is what do they is, call Hulk? I think uh, the the Huckster and billion, Huckster, billionaire right. Ted. <clears throat> um, yeah, so they've been running those skits on their program. So it, like Kevin and Scott doing this kind of fits in with that narrative, makes it a bit more realistic of like them calling everyone in WCW mm-hmm. old and fossils and um. Yeah, absolutely. But also, uh, I will. I do have to point out that 
Kevin Nash's uh, statement of uh, one of the all-time great lines in professional wrestling, uh, you know, this is where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective, play, I'm not here to play. Uh, I would point out that look at the noun, my friend, look at the noun. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not an adjective anyway. Wrestling fans don't know that, and it doesn't matter because it sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of you're actually like a hundred percent right. It genuinely doesn't matter, and it's it's amazing. I mean, personally, it does matter because yes. being correct does matter. <laughs> but in the in this frame of reference, it doesn't matter at all. Like it it was just it's just so cool. The bum, even the bum bag, which was always the the thing with these guys when they came across, I was like, "What was with the bum bags, man?" And then someone told me, "As wrestlers are so big that <laughs> it was more comfortable for them to have a bum bag for some reason Do you than to have stuff like <laughs> in their pockets." I was like, "I don't." Understand so I see that, that for jeans, but I don't understand why when they when they're wearing Zubazes, which they're not in this thing, but like, do Zubazes have pockets? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. That's. I mean, it's just. It, it's a weird look. The bum bag, but also like. Look, oh, I understand. So weird, like, man. I just like the idea that it's like okay, well, like you know, we're showing that like they're not in the locker room and like you know they're coming out of this way, this kind of stuff. It's like, well, like someone surely should have noticed Scott Hall not wearing a shirt, just a leather vest, wandering around. <laughs> like that's a little bit notable, and also like Kevin Nash was like, okay, park, park, like my Corolla. Hop out! I've got my wallet, my keys. I put them in my bum bag. Uh, like, <laughs> it, there's just a little bit too much going on visually for this to be as amazing as it should be. I did. I didn't. I mean, the bum bag does it does attract attention that it shouldn't. Your attention <laughs> should be all on Cav- Kevin's face. But every now and then, you're like, "Why is there a bum bag there?" Uh, <laughs> Eric says that he can try and get them a match. I think Eric does a really good job in this as well. Like, he looks genuinely yeah. shit scared. Yeah. Um, and for someone who hadn't done a lot of on-air performing, like he had been a commentator and stuff, he he's really, you can see why he becomes such a shit-eating heel Yeah. very quickly, like a very good one very quickly. Um, he'll try and get him a match at the Great American Bash. I think this is only going to be a tag team match, though, right? From what Eric's saying here, right at the end. Yeah, I I don't I I believe so because they they're pretty much a tag team for the first year. Yeah, the outside. Yeah, basically, like it's totally their, their own little thing within the within NWO. Yeah, but I don't I don't remember them wrestling before the Great American Bash. I thought Great American. Yeah, uh, sorry the. Yeah, Bash at the Beach was the first time. Well, that's that's what I thought as well. Great wrestle. Um, so we'll oh well, you'll have to tune into our eight. review of the Great American Bash to find <laughs> out. You know what I'm super excited about? This is our last paper. This is our last non NWA pay per view that we that we get to do. It's pretty exciting. It's really exciting, man. Because I, I can't. I've, I've only got one left in me of Ric Flair and Arn and <laughs> Sting and Lex and I just, uh, the Giant, I can't, Dungeon of Doom. Mm. I reckon I've only got about one pay-per-view left in me <laughs> before yep. I'd be like, dude, can we stop? can we do another? 
can we do something else, please? <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's that they've. I think they've intentionally done this where they've like psyched their audience out. Um, and on that subject, actually, do you want to? Actually, should we go? Should we go before I do the ratings? Should we? Do you want to hear about what was on the other show? Yeah, fuck, I forgot all about that. Yep, for sure. Now, this is an interesting one. So, you've got Owen Hart defeated Yokozuna in a King of the Ring qualifying match. Oh, I'm into that. Mark Merrow defeated Skip in a King of the Ring qualifying match. Who is Skip? Oh, man, this is the bo- this Chris Candido. So, the body donors are Dr. Tom Pritchard and Chris, Can- Chris Candido, Skip and Zip. Uh, <laughs> Skip and Zip, right? <laughs> uh, and Davey Boy Smith. Uh, defeated The Undertaker via Countout. And that's it. That's the show. Yeah, that's that's not enough to get my attention. It was, however, the last time. This is the last time that WWF are going to beat WCW for 82 weeks. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So, this is 2.7 to 2.6. And then next week for year and a half, WCW are going to absolutely smash them. What a bizarre show! What a bizarre lineup mm. slash show to win with, <laughs> particularly when you've got you know you've got Scott Hall teasing for next week. Hey, we're going to have a big surprise coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Undertaker's a draw. Davy Boy Smith, I suppose, is a bit of a draw. Uh, I don't know if Owen Hart would have been at this point. Well, I mean, Davey or Boy, Yokozuna at this point. I think Davy Boy is on Yokozuna. his way. On his way over to WCW soon as well. But yeah. this did you like the British Bulldog? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, me too. But this is also Yokozuna, Yokozuna in nineteen ninety six, which is a bit. It's yeah, I don't think it's the the draw that it would have been previously. Yeah. No. which is unfortunate. All right. Um... Well, that's us, right? Do we have any other business to get through? No, I think that's it. I think we're we're all good. Cool, uh, man. I mean, I've always like. Don't get me wrong. I've always enjoyed doing this podcast, but it's so much more enjoyable to do the research for the podcast now that oh, Scott yeah. Hall and Kevin Nash are here. <laughs> It's just so much. I actually look forward to sitting down and and watching the shows now. Whereas I would, you know, there was a good three month period there, man, where I was like, oh Jesus Christ, I've got to watch Nitro. Um, I think it's only going to get better as well. So hopefully our podcast will get better. Um, well, it's been bad, but you know what I mean. What am I saying? Just anyway, thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> um, you can. They're going to get. Better. I don't know what I'm saying. No, I mean, I think they've been great. Anyway, the listening numbers also suggest that you guys are really enjoying it, so thank you. Uh, you can help us out by telling your friends, rating, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. I know there's been a whole bunch of shit going on with Apple Podcasts the last week, so if you have been getting episodes dropping late or anything like that, I apologise. There's literally nothing we can do about it. It's just Apple have completely transformed their platform, and so that has had effects on basically every podcast on Earth, as far as I can tell. Um but supposedly that's all cleared up, so everything should be fine from now on. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time, brother friends, Pepe is dead.